You are strengthening the heart of the builder within us in the mighty name of Jesus. We decree and we declare that we, oh God, we will not build anything less, Father, than that which you have put on the inside of us. Father, this morning we thank you for courage and for audacity to be able to consistently arise and build and establish, oh God, the things that you have put in our hearts in the name of the Lord Jesus. The courage, oh God, the capacity, oh God, the audacity, oh God. We stretch our boundaries, O oh God. We stretch our borders, O oh God. We decree and we declare that this is the day for extending, O oh God, past any weaknesses, the day for extending, O oh God, past any struggles, the day for extending, O oh God, past any brokenness in the name of the Lord Jesus. We receive, O oh God, the capacity and the blueprint, Father, to be able to keep pressing, O oh God, further and deeper into the things that are pleasing to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you because we are transgenerational builders. We thank you, Father, because we have the ability to establish structures, oh God. That build up generations in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. I declare the eternal and everlasting blessings of God over your life. 
I declare that unto you and unto your children and unto your children's children shall be made established this glorious and eternal covenant that the Lord has given us upon this altar. I declare that your eyes will not grow dim, neither would your spirit grow dark, but let the light of God that is within the word that we teach daily upon this altar, let the light of God illuminate your heart, your spirit, and your mind in the name of Jesus. I decree that your feet is dripping with the oil of God. I declare that your feet cannot be put in chains or put in fetters. But the spirit of the living God that breaks every yoke, he anoints your head and it flows to your feet. And the spirit of the living God causes every chain to be broken in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that courage comes upon you like a garment. That courage comes upon you like a cloak. To anyone who has been afraid and to anyone whose heart has failed them at the thought of the things that the Lord will have them do. I decree over you this morning, courage, capacity, audacity in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that the boldness that you need to be able to make the next move of your life, let it enter into your heart this morning in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare to that woman, to that child that is afraid, 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 they don't know what is going to happen. I declare that over your home, that that spirit, that demonic spirit, that demonic spirit of oppression, that demonic spirit of darkness comes out of that house right now in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare healing to anyone that is trusting God for healing for a family member, trusting God for healing for a friend, trusting God for healing for their child, trusting God for healing for a parent. Lord, I pray that in the name of Jesus, let your fire, O God, 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 let your fire come upon that person in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we decree and we declare that the fire of the Holy Ghost is being released from this altar, that the fire of the Holy Ghost is proceeding this morning into every dark area, into every broken area, into every crevices in our soul, spirit, body, that of our children, that of our loved ones. We decree and we declare that in the name of Jesus, that the holy fire of God is going forth to cause there to be healing and restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. We decree and we declare that the borders, the borders of your life, that they are kept by the fire of the Holy Ghost. I decree that the hand of the thief is broken from off your life in the name of Jesus. I decree that the hand of the thief it is broken from off your portion and your land in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that comes to steal from you, perpetual cycles of loss, I decree and I declare that in the name of Jesus, that they are broken from off your life in Jesus' name. I decree and I declare that that which covers the ears in the realm of the spirit, that it is done away with 
in Jesus name. From today, you will hear the voice of the master. You will hear the warnings of heaven. You will hear the voice of God in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that this ability is unto you, unto your children and their children's children. Even as God spoke to Abraham and God spoke to Isaac, as God spoke to Jacob and God spoke and still speaks to Israel, I decree and I declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that this ability shall be unto you and unto your children's children. For the God that keepeth covenant is in the midst of thee. In the name of Jesus. To anyone whose child is lost, I command that in Jesus' name, let them be restored and returned. Whether the soul is lost, the mind is lost, the body seems lost, I declare that complete restoration and returning is happening this morning in the name of Jesus. My God, you never fail. My God, you have never failed me. My God, there is not a battle in my life that you have ever lost. This same victory, this same power, this same ability to save me to the uttermost, oh God. I ask that you would release it upon your people. I ask, oh God, that you will release it over every family, that you will release it over every household, that you will release it over every business, that you will release it over every ministry. In the name of Jesus, you do not fail, oh God. So to the hearts that are trusting in you, to the ones that are waiting on you, Father, let there be supernatural miracles within the next 24 hours. The kind of miracles that people will say, this is the finger of God. This is the hand of God. This is no other but the hand of the Lord. Kebala dekiaba, shegele boroko subelikaba, sakei dadumele tilabakaraba, supernatural miracles within the next 24 hours supernatural miracles within the next 24 hours lord we receive them lord we call them forth lord we decree that even now we know that there is a working of angels that go forth to accomplish the word that we have spoken supernatural miracles oh god we stand in expectation of the things father that you decree from this altar. Our hearts are ready to receive them. Our hands are positioned to receive them. Let them manifest in our lives in the name of Jesus. And when people ask me, this is all I can say. Oh, this is the
Father, we thank you for your hand upon our lives, and we thank you for the finger of God that works mighty miracles upon our lives. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I know that you've had a blessed night. I know some people have probably had some powerful dreams. Um, and visions and so I thank God for your life and I thank God for meeting with us consistently um, so this morning I, I, I woke up thinking about Nehemiah um, I woke up thinking about Nehemiah and the things that God um, did through Nehemiah and the things that God established through Nehemiah you know, and how Nehemiah was supposedly, you know, a random guy. He wasn't a priest um, in Asia, in Jerusalem. He wasn't a, a captain of the army. He wasn't any of these things. He was just a guy. And, you know, God used Nehemiah mightily to establish his will. And I believe that... Um, God is able to do the same with every single one of us. So this morning, I'm going to share with you a couple of principles that made Nehemiah who he was. I know that we've heard the story. Many of us might have um, listened to the sermons about Nehemiah over and over again. But I just want you to hear this morning um, a couple of principles about Nehemiah. I'm just going to go into the Bible, Nehemiah 1, and read today. Praise God. Can I get my Thank you. Nehemiah 1. The words of Nehemiah. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hilkiah. And it came to pass in the month of Chisnu, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and asked, um, and I asked them concerning the Jews. Thank you. One second, please. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnants that are left of the captivity, 
there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words, that I sat down and I wept and I mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. I said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him, and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee, and have not kept commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, if ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye return unto me and keep my commandments, do them. Though they were, they were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are the servants and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by the great power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thy ears be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. You know, one of the first things you notice about Nehemiah's prayer, which I think is a very, very powerful prayer, is that Nehemiah, when he came before God, he was not, it didn't start with being a cupbearer. His burden didn't proceed from his influence. His burden didn't begin from the power that he had because he sat with the king. Nehemiah's burden didn't start from the fact that he had 10,000 in his account, 1 million in his account. Nehemiah's burden began from the brokenness of the people. It began from the brokenness of his generation. This was the burden with which Nehemiah came to the Lord. Many times people go to God believing that because they are A, B, C, that God has no other choice but to listen to them. Our first thing I want to say to you about this prayer is that you are not received into the congregation of God because of the influence that you wield with men. You are received into the congregation of God because of, first of all, the humility of your heart, because of your burden for God's people, because of your willingness to have faith so that God will be able to save, redeem his people. These are the things that give you entrance into God's presence. These are the things that give you entrance into the courts of God. Nehemiah did not mention him being a cupbearer until the very end of the conversation. And one of the things you notice about prayer is that prayer is consistently progressive. 
prayer is consistently progressive. You begin with one prayer point and then you end up in a place that you never thought that you were going to. You see, this is how true prayer works. Prayer is not already thought through before you begin to pray. Because the thing about prayer is that while you are on your knees, the spirit of intercession, who is the Holy Ghost, the God who leads us into his presence through his spirit, he meets with you while you are there on your knees. He meets with you while you are there on the floor. You begin by saying, Abba, Father, I come unto you. My heart is heavy and my heart is grieving. And then the spirit of the Lord begins to navigate you. And then you find out that three minutes later, you are praying about the strength of God within the depths of your soul. You are praying about the capacity of God within the depths of your spirit. And as you begin to navigate from there, five minutes later, you hear yourself praying. You are praying for your children. You are praying for generations. You are establishing eternal covenant. Ten minutes later, you hear yourself rebuking demons, rebuking every spirit of captivity. Thirty minutes later, you hear yourself singing about the power of the eternal God, about the glory of the God of the heavens and the earth. One hour later, you hear yourself decreeing over your generation and over the generations of the earth and the nations of the world. Listen, prayer is a journey. Prayer is journeying on the upward hill of God's will. Prayer is making the journey of the upward mountains of God's will. As you begin the journey, the Lord begins to give you perseverance. The Lord begins to give you the ability to climb and to go higher and higher. Every man that will meet with the power of God, every man that will meet with the ability of God to break through the rocks of life, this must be a man that is willing to wait on the Lord. This must be a man that is willing to pray by the movement of the Spirit. This must be a man that is willing to allow the passion on the inside of him to ignite a new fire, a new fire of intercession, a new fire of language, a new fire of expression. We must pray. We must make the upward journey. We will pray unto God the Father. We will pray unto the master of the universe. We will pray unto the maker of the heavens and the earth. We must pray because God is all we have. God, Kele Isongo Bilaka, is who we truly have. It is not our money. It is not our faith. It's not our friends. It's not the goodwill you have with men. All of these things can go in one day. All of the systems of the world can crumble in one day. But when you have God, when you have God, you have a certainty. You have a certainty. In the name of Jesus. And so you look at Nehemiah's prayer. And for Nehemiah's prayer, you begin to learn how to move steadily in the place of intercession. Nehemiah, the Bible says that he heard about what had gone on with the people and his heart was moved. And he went into prayer and he began to pray. What was it that Nehemiah heard? Verse 3, it says, And they said unto me, The remnants that are left of the captivity there in the province 
are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. It says that the remnants that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. It says, how are they in great affliction and reproach? What is causing their affliction? What is causing the reproach in their lives? What is causing this torment that you experience in cycles? What is causing this invasion that has happened to your finances? What is causing this pain in your marriage? What is causing this repeated cycle of lost pregnancies? What is causing this war within your home? What is causing this brokenness in the children? It says that they are in great affliction and reproach because the wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Whenever a man's wall is broken down, Whenever his gates are consumed, the wall and the gates are two protective systems of the spirit realm that guarantees that a man's inheritance is kept and his land and portion is preserved. Whenever the gates of your lives are burnt down or wherever your walls are broken, it tells you that the enemy is about to invade. And there are certain things that break down and there are certain things that burn down the, wall, the walls in a man's life. The first thing that I want you to know that has the capacity to break down your walls, number one, is anger, the spirit of anger. The Bible speaks about anger and how anger in itself is like a man with broken down walls. It's like a man with broken down walls whenever a person is angry you become prone to the invasion of hell nehemiah said that ah he heard that they were in reproach and he heard that they were being tormented and he heard that there was all kinds of troubles in their lives why because their walls are broken down and their gates are burnt down anger has the capacity to break down walls and gates the second thing that has the ability is sin. The Bible says, if the hedge is broken, that the serpent will bite. Sin has a capacity to break down the hedge in your life. And sin is not just adultery, fornication. The word for sin in itself means to miss the mark. To miss the mark. That means there is a mark for everybody's life. That means there is a mark for everyone's journey. That means there is a mark for everyone's destiny. That there is a set position that God has established concerning every single person on the earth. And so for every time you miss the mark, you render yourself um, vulnerable to the attacks of hell. You render yourself vulnerable to the invasion of, the, of, the, of demonic entities. What does it mean for a man to miss the mark? The Bible spoke concerning Cain, and I've told you this before. In Genesis 3, God came to Cain and said, Cain, why are you angry? brother's offering. He said that if you do what is right, will I not accept your offering? He says to him, King, be careful, because seeing me to miss the mark is crouching at your door, and its desire is to have you. And I have taught you this before, how the desire 
the word for desire that was used is the same word that is used for when a man desires a woman and he desires to have sexual intercourse with her. It was a form of attraction. God says, sin is attracted to you and it wants to have you. It wants to sleep with you. It wants to give birth to children with you. It says, you must be careful. It says, it's crouching at your door, but master it. What was God saying? God was saying that for every time that you expose yourself to grief against God, anger against God, it says it will lead to many things. Many of us feel in this generation that we have the right to speak as we like to God. Do you know who God is? God is the one that holds every fiber of your being together. God is the one that holds your life within the timeline of humanity. God is the one that guarantees that you will live and you will die someday. God is your eternal hope and he's your eternal reward. They know they bite the finger of the person when they feed person. Nobody gets security guard for house and then you give your security guard sleeping pills or poison. You understand that you are putting your own life at risk when there are certain people you do not deal with properly. There are certain people, and because we have come into a generation where everybody believes, you know, I don't really need you, I am my own person, God will do what he will do for me, I'm my own man. There's a spirit of reckless independence that is upon this generation. And I'm not talking about just young people. It is a spirit in the air over a generation. Reckless independence. When we believe that on our own, we can do, we can be, we are self-sufficient. There's a power within me that has the ability to do as it will. Any power you have, any authority you have, every capacity you have is from God. Listen to me. Even to those people on this call that are witches, warlocks, and wizards, and sorcerers. Any power you have is because God permits you to have it. The Bible says whether it be principalities, powers, whether it be rulers, whatsoever it is, all of them were made by God. And for God, they were created. There is no power on this earth, none whatsoever, whether it be Buddha, whether it be Islam, whether it be Hare Krishna, whether it be Grail Movement, whether it be outright sorcery, there is no power that exists, that can exist if God does not permit it to exist. No. 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 At all. So that sense of reckless independence, I don't need God, I am my own man. Listen, it's from the pits of hell. So the Bible says that God said to Cain, Cain, sin is crouching at your door. It is waiting at the entryway of your life. Cain, there is something upon your life. You were called to be a builder. You were raised to build cities. He said, but something is about to make you miss it. You are about to go in a direction that I did not ordain for you. You are about to build according to a pattern that is not in alignment with my will. He says, be careful, Cain, and fix your heart. Get your heart right. But Cain did not listen to God. Every other kind of sin, murder, and all that Cain worked in, it came from one thing. Cain was angry with God. He was grieved. He believed he deserved more from God. Please don't let Satan deceive you. There is none of us that can deserve anything from the Lord. It is the Lord that is good. 
He said there is none good but God. It is the Lord that is good. He is the measurement of every kind of goodness, kindness. He is the standard of judgment. It is because of God. That's why we are even able to do any good that we have done in this life. It is Christ at work within us. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is him. So you are not a good person because, oh, I did this, I did this, Lord, I have labored for you. Why, well, I deserve this. We don't deserve nothing. What we deserve is the mercy that comes from the blood of Jesus. What we deserve is the goodness that comes from the blood of Jesus. What we deserve is the grace that flows from the cross. So here was Cain saying, God, I should have be careful of the pride and the boast that comes from within. You can speak anything you want to speak to men, but to God, be careful. Because every time Satan moves a man to be raised up against God, know that that man is about to fall. You may build kingdoms, you may build systems, but none of those things will carry the heart and the nature of the Father, and it will be burnt down by fire. Satan tried it, he raised himself against God. Satan ended up dropped from heaven. He still has a kingdom, but his kingdom will be consumed. Cain went in that direction again. His heart was lifted up against God again. I deserve my offering, my sacrifice should be received. And God said, be careful. There is nothing that any of us have done. There is no money we can give to God that now guarantees that we must, God must move for us. Be careful of the pride within so Cain did not master it. Cain did not rule over that sin. Cain did not go back to God and say, Alele lobo. So I see my heart, Lord. I see my heart, Lord. I see my heart, Lord. I see, Father, that I have transgressed against you by the attitude of my heart. I see, Father, that I have moved against your will by the things that I have said. Have mercy on me. Oh, that I may stand humble before you again, my God. Cain did not do any of this. And so this morning, if you are listening to me on this call, and you believe that you have a couple of things to repent for, repent. Maybe you are that person that has been saying, but God, why would you do this to me? I deserve more. I have served you. I have given. I have sang in the choir. I've been faithful. No, there is nobody faithful. Even our righteousness is as filthy rag before the Lord. What makes you worthy is the blood of Jesus. You have to reorder your speech. You have to reorder your communication. You have to reorder the way that you are approaching the Father. I hope somebody can hear me. So you have to now begin to pray unto God and repent this morning and say, Lord Jesus, I have transgressed and I have moved against you. Oh, I have shut the very door that would have been the entryway of your power in my life. I thought that I could threaten the Lord. I thought that I could threaten the Lord God Almighty. I said things like, Lord, if by this time tomorrow you don't do it, I'm leaving. God, if in three months, nobody can raise a threat against the master of the universe. Repent! Because your inability to repent... In the way you have treated God, in the way you have addressed God, in the way you have judged God, your inability to 
Repent leaves you vulnerable to attacks from hell. Repent. Lord, that you will have mercy on us. Lord, that you will have mercy on us. Amen. Oh, for every time that I have judged you wrongly, oh God, for every time that I have called you unfaithful, for every time that I have called you unjust, for every time that I have believed in my heart that God did not move for me, and I did not look inwards to see the things that I did to make me miss the fact, Lord, have mercy on me. How could I compare my righteousness with your righteousness? How could I compare my broken good with your perfect goodness? Lord, have mercy on me. That the walls of my life will not be broken. That sin will not possess me and my generation. Have mercy on me. Deal with
We have run after many things that are not you. We have gone on quests for many things that are not you. Our hearts have been given to many things, oh God, that are not you. Lord Jesus, we ask that you will have mercy on us. Because of the things that we have believed and the things that we have hoped for, we have ended up judging you unfaithful. Because our expectations were wrong, we could not see, Lord Jesus, what you were giving us. Because our hopes were out of order, Lord God, we could not appreciate your blessings and mercy on us. For every time, oh God, that we have called you unjust, that we have called you unfaithful, we have called you untrue. For every time we have said that God has failed us, have mercy on us. That the walls of our lives and the gates of our generations may be rebuilt, oh God. That we may not be a reproach of the earth, oh God. That our generations may not be swallowed up by the darkness of the times. Have mercy on us. Lord Jesus, we do not stand as kings to upon his self-righteousness, believing that whatever he brings before God should be accepted. No, Lord, we understand that you are the standard, you are the measurement, you are the quantifier of the hearts of men, you, God, maker of the heavens and the earth. Sustain our bodies, give our life, keep our souls, you God. You are the all sufficient one. You are the measurement and the word of goodness, you God. We are not recipients of your goodness. We are not recipients of your power. We are not recipients of God. Help us to remember who we are and who you are. Help us to remember what our places are and what your place is, oh God. Father, help us to not be reckless about order, about government. Restore your government to your church. Restore your government to our heart. Help us to fear you, oh God, as much as we say we love you, oh God. Remember, 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 Father. Have had mercy on us. Remind us of the days when we once came to you. The first time we heard your voice. The first time, oh God, that you showed us your face, remind us. Of the days of supplication. Remind us of the days, oh God, where we stood in awe and wonder of your presence. Take us back, oh God, to the gentle humility. And brought us this far in your glory. Remind us, Jesus, of the simplicity that caused the spirit of revelation to break open upon us. May we not be taken by the things that we do. May we no longer, oh God, qualify ourselves by the structures we erect. But God, make us men and women, make us believers, oh God, who truly believe in you. Make us believers, oh God, who truly believe in you. Make us a people, oh God, whose lives are directed by the God in whom they believe. We are tired. We are broken. We are oppressed. Our lives have become a reproach and a shame in the midst of the Gentiles. My God, are you going to restore your church? My God, are you going to restore your people? That we will no longer be mortal, invaded by the kingdom of hell and darkness. 
that you will build the walls of this Jerusalem and we build the gates of this Judah, oh God. We come to you, may we come to you, Lord. We come to you, may we come to you, Lord. We come to you, may we come to you, Lord. We come to you, may we come to you, Lord. We come to you, may You build us, oh God, as you rebuild our consecration, as you rebuild our passion, as you rebuild, oh God, the heart of surrender within us.
just raise your hand unto God as a sign of surrender. I say to him, oh God, I return all the glory to you. All the praise I return to you. This morning, I return to you. Declaring that you are God. Declaring that you are King. I repent of the bitterness in my heart. I repent of the anger that I have against you. I repent of the way that I have misjudged you. Yes, my child has been sick. But it doesn't take the fact that you are God. I repent, Lord. I repent. I repent, Lord Jesus. Yes, I have prayed for years, but you haven't healed that marriage. But Lord, I repent for the times that I spoke against you. And I called you unjust. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord. Forgive me, Jesus. The garment and the covering that Satan ripped from my head by reason of my complaint. Father, restore my garment. I see somebody here in the realm of the spirit. There was a covering that God put over you in your anger and in your grief against God. Satan stole your garment from you. And you have experienced a certain kind of vulnerability and a certain kind of exposure. You have started getting sick and started having allergies and all kinds of things that never used to affect you have started affecting you. And the Spirit of God says, if you will repent and return, the Lord says, I will cover you once again and I will be your shield once again. Hear me, no man in your right mind should fight against God. It is a form of madness to rise up and fight against God. Nobody is ever given a reward in this life or in the life to come because they fought against God. It is the spirit of deception that leads the army of rebellion. Do not join a satanic army. Do not join a demonic army. Some people on this call have made covenants with the pit of hell. They have signed contracts with demonic men. They have joined certain cults and institutions in their quest for power. If you are one of those people, repent and return. Repent and return. Repent and return. None of these things and none of these people and none of these places, none of these institutions can ever give you power. Your sure protection and your gateway and ladder to heaven is Jesus. Without your faith and without your quest and without your perseverance, there is no reward in eternity. Why have you given up your quest for quick solution? Why have you given up your faith for a quick fix? Why have you given up on the command and instruction of Jesus so that you may feel safe again? Repent says the Lord. Repent that you may be restored. That all that was stolen from you will be given back to you. E kamando bodo perekezo porubasha. Shabaya, 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 shabaya. 
Shabaya, Shabaya, Kevele Bombas Kahiga, Kombara Soteveleka. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Tarosa de Thank you, Lord. I want you to know that by that prayer you have prayed, that restoration is coming to homes. If you are a man here and you pray that prayer, I want you to know that you are rebuilding the gates of your family. You have just bought time for your children. You have just covered up your wife again. We can never, ever raise ourselves above the law of the king. Any man that violates the authority of the king is ready to be killed. When Satan wants to make you the enemy of God, he will make you raise your voice against the Lord. The children of Israel were God's chosen people. By his mighty right hand, he did miracles in Egypt. And he brought them out of captivity. He fed them by the bread of angels. And at night, he gave them a pillar of fire. And during the day, he led them by the cloud. Yet they rebelled against God. They complained against him. They raised their voices against God, their maker and their savior. The Bible says and that generation died in the wilderness. And none of them made it into the promised land of God. They were invaded. They were attacked. They were killed by the serpent because of the things they said against the Lord. Because of the complaints that they issued against God. Repent. Repent. Declare that he is good. Declare that he is kind. Declare that he is faithful. And as you stay in the place of declaration, that veil will be pulled from your eye. In the same way, there are some of you here that you have anger issues against your physical fathers. Your earthly father, you don't have a relationship with him. You are not taking care of him. The man is sick and he will soon die. And you are still holding anger against him. Can you see? That even in his brokenness, he gave you a life better than what his own father gave him. Can you see even in his weakness that he provided for you in the way that he could? Did he know how to be a father? Did he know how to love you the way you wanted? Is it not a bread that a person has that he feeds his children with? Listen to me. Do not let the arm of judgment that you issue against people become the judgment against your own life. Do not let the sword of judgment enter your family because you have issued judgment against people. There are many of you here that have grief against pastors. Pastors who labored for you in prayer. Pastors who cried in the day that you cried. Pastors who fought battles for you. You are where you are because men prayed you into place and how dare you rise up and issue judgment against them you have written articles against ministers 
You have spoken words against the church and you expect the same power of the church to fight for you. How? Please, let us not be a foolish generation. Your walls have been broken down and your gates have been burnt down. Therefore, they have become a reproach on the earth. Let us not walk in folly, people, I beg you. There are wives who insult their husbands and they never say anything good about them. And you think that you will be covered. Listen, let us go back to the laws and keep them so that we and our generations might be saved. There are children broken today, not because of what one parent did to them, but because of what the other parents said that the other one did. You have made your wife a mockery to your sons because of the things you say about her. Because you have money, you have ripped the garment from her body in front of people. And you have torn her and you have made her a disgrace before men. Your children are grieved against the womb that carried them. Not because of what she did, but because of what you said she did. God will judge you. Repent. There is an order in the spirit realm by which kingdoms are kept, by which kings are upheld. Repent. Oh, that Lord we may be made wise again and that our walls may be rebuilt again and that our sons, our daughters may be sustained again. Father, have mercy on us. Jesus, have mercy on us. Son of the living God, have mercy on us. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Restored unto God, the transgression of many generations shall be wiped away by the repentance of one man. The captivity of nations shall be overturned by the repentance of one man. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Forgive me, O God. Forgive my family, O God. Forgive my mother, O God. Forgive my father, O God, that I might be healed, that my children might be healed. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Have mercy on me, O God, that I may be made whole. Have mercy on me, O God, for my children. 
said unto me the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach the wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire and I said to you that there are seven things that cause your wall to be broken down and your gates to be burned with fire first thing I says anger anger from the pits of hell demonic anger the next thing I said is sin and I said sin is not just adultery fornication but to miss the mark to miss God's direction for your life to miss God's will for your life I've taught you before that the way to get back when you've missed the mark is through the word because the Hebrew word for the teaching of God is the Torah. And Torah means to hit the mark. Teaching that makes you hit the mark. So whenever sin is in your heart, go back to the word. Whenever you feel you are missing it with God, go back and see what God says about that matter. That is how you get back and you hit the mark. You don't miss it anymore. Another thing that causes your walls to be broken down is when God's covenant person or people come against you. When you have grieved a covenant person, you have the capacity or your, 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 your walls can be breached. Because you see, it's a war of covenant. It's a war of submission and surrender. And I need you to understand what I'm saying. We are all tied and needs to Jesus. But not everybody's sacrifice is the same. Not everybody's pursuit is the same. Not everyone's surrender is the same. Yes, you have received Jesus. But if you and another person was to be weighed on the scale of sacrifice, who would the Lord pick? If it was on the scale of purpose here on earth, who would the Lord give for the other? Are you living your life as the kind of Christian that no impact? Are you resolved that this is how you want to be? It may be easier for the Lord to say, come home. Let this one that has decided that they will pursue me, and I'm not just talking about pastors. There are different kinds of people on the earth that have surrendered to God. There are people who are in business, but their wealth is surrendered to the Father. Their life, their pursuit. There are people who are intercessors that we never see, we never hear of them. So I'm not just talking about the visible ministers. So this is not a threat. But I'm telling you that have weights, the weight of purpose. Because you think about it, what did Jericho and all these nations, they were nations also. There were nations, there were people who probably believed in God in some of these nations. But God gave them for the sake of Israel. A superior covenant and a superior service and a people with a superior purpose. You have to understand that some of things can break down your walls. 
There are some people you have dealt unjustly with. You thought that you had put it behind you 10 years ago. It has become the torment of your present day. There are places that you have raised your voice against and it has become the trap of your future. These things I'm telling you is what keeps men humble. Is what makes you, no matter how high you are, to go back and say, I am sorry. I apologize. I could have done it better. I should have done it differently. There are things that keep the life of a man. There are things that protect people for generations because of the manner in which you deal with God and men. So, when the children of Israel came against Jericho, they are, Jericho already knew that they were finished. Because there are certain people who rise up against you and God will just tell you, advise you, pack your bag and make things right with you. But when a man, even a little, starts right you are greater than a mighty army. Who are you in the spirit realm? What is your voice? What is your weight? What have you given in the realm of the spirit? One second. Another thing that can cause your walls to be broken down is harlotry upon your walls. The Bible says that we celebrate Rahab, but I need you to understand what Rahab did. Rahab sold her entire nation. She sold everything and everyone that she has ever known and everything that has ever been built. She sold it out for her own safety. Whenever there's harlotry upon your walls, it has the capacity to sell you out in the realm of the spirit. You see that thing that you think is sweet to you, that woman that is not your wife, that you think that you'll just be touching every now and then. That thing is what is selling you out and leaving you exposed. That thing that you feel you can give up everything to keep it. You want to give up everything to have it. That thing is removing cover from you in the spirit realm. You see that addiction, you see that habit. Even the harlotry of your gifts, selling it out for the highest bidder. You don't give yourself a sacrifice anymore. All of these things expose you in the realm of the spirit. All of these things expose you when it comes to money, when it comes to wealth, you will do anything for it. That harlotry is eventually what will break down your walls. Another thing that can break down your walls and lead you to captivity is when you do not observe the Sabbath. You may say, Pierre, are you saying just rest? Yes. There is a rest that enables a man to stay safe within God. Many of you are running as though it is your strength that can give you wealth. What are you chasing after? Pia, you don't understand. My children, this one, if my family, my this one, we have to, I have to. Have you asked yourself, this energy, this race, was it God that appointed it for you? The way you are running did come from the Father. Ask yourself, 
Because there is a way that you will chase and you will chase and you will chase and you will chase yourself out of the presence of God. The Bible says that the Lord allowed them to go into captivity for 70 years so that the land will follow for the 470 years that they did not observe the 70 years Sabbath. Of course, their sins were there. But you see, that one became the gate that made it possible for the enemy to enter. You must rest in the Lord, first in the spirit. Rest in the Lord in your soul. Your agitation about a husband has made you enter the bed of fornication several times. It has torn the garment from your body. Rest, sister, rest. Enter into God. Read Isaiah 54 again. Let it become your reality. The Lord, your maker, he's your husband. Until he's your husband and you have become his wife, how can he then trust to give it to somebody else? Be married to the Lord and let the Lord be the one to recommend you to somebody. You have to rest. These things have the potential to break down your walls and burn down your gates. Another thing that has the potential to break down your wall and burn down your gates, number six, is when you begin to worship strange gods. You give your passion because worship is all about directing your passion towards an entity. Many of us have become passionate about money. You are running. In fact, so you, you worship at the altar of Baal. What is the altar of Baal? Sex, sexuality, sensuality, do as you like, do as you please, a demonic freedom and liberty without the guidance of the law, giving adoration to things that are made by the hands of men, loud music, rivery, all kinds of things. Many of you are Baal worshippers. The very things that they did in worship to their God are the things that many people are doing today. You are a Christian, you are a believer. But you know they finish for club every Friday. God, they're shouting, shouting, singing, shouting, raising your hand in worship to demonic spirits. And as you are doing that one, somebody is touching you and rubbing your body. From there, you go home. That condom, you must use it every weekend. You think God does not see? You think, God, how do you think they worshipped Baal? That was how they worshipped him. With loud sounds, with singing and jumping, sensuality, sexuality, freedom of expression, of your innermost hungers and desire. That was how Baal was worshipped.
What was the last thing you heard? Can you all hear me now? What part of Baal worship? Yeah, and I said that, you know, all kinds of freedom of expression, do as you please, give in to your animalistic self, whatever you want, with loud sounds, singing, fornication, all of those things. I said, and you think that God does not see? You think God does not hear? And then some people will go from there to church on Sunday and sing. And I said, Anton, we sing in the choir, Lord, we love you. Some will be ushering, coming. And I said, in the name of Jesus, may thunder not fire you. And you may say, I appear. No, 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 no. I'm actually telling you. Because those things leave you exposed. The Bible said consistently that for every time they went back to Baal, Baal was one God that kept occurring and reoccurring. In the lives of the children of Israel, Baal kept occurring and reoccurring. And every time they went back to Baal, the children of Israel were taken into captivity. Stay away from Baal. Stay away from Baal. Stay away from Baal. Another thing that can lead to your broken down walls and burnt gates, if you transgress or you break covenant with God. Listen to me, very critical. Some of you need to go back to your journals. Some of you need to go back to things you have said, Lord, I will do this for you. I will follow you. I will worship you. You need to go back to those things. If you will do this, then I will do this. If you will be this, then I will be this. All of those covenants matter. It is the brokenness of humanity that makes us play down on the weighty things of the spirit. You have to go back and restore the order of your life. The foundation and the cornerstones of your Christianity, put them back in place. Because as long as you keep removing them, you are weakening yourself. There's a false gospel of grace. There's grace. I've told you grace is not the liberty to do as you please. Grace is the power to stay within the constraints of God. It takes grace. It takes grace to be constrained. It takes grace to be in order. It takes grace to follow Jesus. I pray that as you go into your day, that God will keep you. That God will lead you. That God will show you how to stand in his will and in his presence. I pray that the hand of God will not depart from your life. But every prayer we have prayed here today will be unto you and to your generations. May the covering of the sovereign God be your portion now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Have a, have a great day. Please read um, Nehemiah 1, all the things that Nehemiah said and the way that he prayed. His prayers sounded like the prayer of Daniel. We could, have, we could look into it and do the comparisons today, but not today, another time. But in your time, read Nehemiah 1 and look at the comparisons between the prayers of Nehemiah and the prayers of Daniel. 
and the similarity between both and how it caused restoration when these people prayed. God bless you. I will see you later this evening. And I just wanted to say something quickly. We have been, in fact, I want to ask, let's have a family meeting. There's an important question I want to ask. And last night before I slept, I sat down on my bed and I felt like the most telling me to to counsel you people. And I asked, hey, how can you come to a house to eat for 21 days, morning and evening to be fed? And not one day when you were coming, you said, ah, let me buy tomatoes to help in the house. Let me bring bread, maybe for tomorrow's breakfast. Oh, can I even buy cereal or milk for the house? How do you join a prayer call for 21 days and not give a seed? I cannot understand it. This is one of the things I'm teaching you about. It is spiritually reckless to be blessed by a house or a people and not give to them. It is one of the things that I cannot understand. So this is a family meeting. I'm asking, how do you do it? How can you come here and not a dollar you have ever given to prayer ring? Do you know how much we have spent to make these meetings happen? We have paid for accommodation for some people just so that they can be here every morning. We have had to pay for different things, buy different things, build an entirely new space so that you can be blessed. We have never said, yeah, how do you pay the staff? How much is the monthly bill at People of Influence? We've never asked Pastor Stephanie, how do we take care of media? How do we take care of worship? How do we pay our keyboard? Your heart has not moved. How do you do it? How do you feed and dine in a place and never give to it? Please, let us do right by God. This is not about me. If it is in my self-righteousness, I will keep saying, Oh, you know what? I'll pay ourselves. No, 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 no. You have to. You should. It is the way of the Lord. It is the way of the Spirit. It is wrong. Even if you are doing it physically, you are going to someone's house or you are living with an auntie and uncle. And you go to work and come back, they pay you, but you don't buy anything in that house. Please amend your ways. It is wrong. It's not the way that God has raised us. Everyone give to sustain what we are doing and the things we will do on this platform this year. We need to raise a certain amount of money. Give. I cannot say it over and again. And the truth is, whether or not you give, the work of God will be done. And that's the thing. God will leave you behind and find another person who is willing. We wake up every day for 21 days. And I think... In those days, only two people have actually said, P.I., I want to give you a seed. For 21 days, some people have bought me fruit baskets, God bless you, and all kinds of things. I think one person has given to Minister Victor in 21 days. Can you believe it? What kind of heart is that? We have to repent. I don't tell people to do what I don't do. There's no minister 
or ministry that blesses me that I don't need. You will see my hand and you will know that I have shown up. You must feel it. Because how can you, you can never outgive me. I refuse. I just refuse. Please repaint. Please repaint. They've been announcing deeper, deeper, Deborah's Park project. They sent me pictures of the notebooks that we have made for children, the bags, the food we are going to share. Even 10,000 naira you cannot give. 15 naira out of your 200 naira. Haba. Who taught you the gospel? You are in Milonia, you are Bilonia, you are on this call. And you hear me say, oh, I'm going to London for a retreat. Oh, I'm going to Uganda to go and preach the gospel. Not one day have you said, P.I., your tickets are on me constantly. Forget it. Don't spend your money. Yesterday, as I was trying to buy a ticket to London, I looked at the cost. I said, what is the meaning of this? Am I not serving a people? Please, you guys, repent. Repent. I know that um, that the freeze and all these people have said all kinds of things about church, tithe, this one. I cannot speak for anybody, but I can speak for prayer a dime of this ministry's money or people of influence does not go to my pockets. Even if a dime goes for anything, ten times over comes back to the ministry. We have staff of at least 15 people from designers to media people to communications people to administrators. How do you think children of influence runs every Saturday to have teachers that are teaching? How do you think it runs? And your children have been there for years. But not once have you said, how can I help? No. I cannot, I should not be paying to serve you. My work is to do this. Your work is to carry the ministry. Oh, but people of influence is not my church. So what are we? You come here every day to feed is not your church? Really? I don't believe in tithes. I pray that God will ever will believe in you. People of God, repent. Please. There are things that make you fat and make you rich in the spirit. Be cautious, be intentional, and be careful about helping and In all of this, there's a part of you that still is not moved. Then you should go back and pray and ask the Lord, what is this thing in my heart? What is this thing that makes me feel like I don't owe God anything or I am not responsible for his church? You should ask yourself and maybe you need to pray. And maybe God needs to deliver you from a certain posture of heart. If I tell you as we post offering, how much has come into the offering in one month, in three weeks, is borderline shameful, considering the amount of people that come every day and night to feed at this altar. It's borderline shameful, to be honest. So I encourage you to do right. I encourage you to do good. And as you do so, God 
bless you. God will keep you. It's not your money that makes God bless you. But your seed, your offering, and your tithe is part of what builds up your walls. He says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And I will open the storehouses of heaven. I did not create the scripture. God did. My role is to uphold it. Your role is to keep it. So I pray that God will help you, strengthen you in Jesus' name. Pastor Bambi says, check the chart for the details that you need. God bless you. God keep you. And I will see you later tonight. We will continue tonight with our teachings and our prayer. Tomorrow is our last day, so please keep the fast. When I woke up this morning, I had serious pain in my stomach. But I told myself, I said, I'm keeping the fast. So tomorrow is our last day. Make sure you don't break our routine. And remember, tomorrow evening, we are ending with worship and prayer and declaration at you. And I know that the Spirit of God has gone ahead of us. And God is doing a mighty work. And tomorrow night, we're going to be really blessed. I'll be there to worship with her, with my leaders. And so don't miss any meeting tonight, tomorrow morning, and tomorrow evening. And Pastor Stephanie, please, we need a link for those who want to continue the 90 day and the 40-day fast and prayer with me. I'm building an intercessory team, and I'm going to teach you how to pray and teach you how to intercede and how to press in the spirit. So if you want to be part of my intercessory team, AI's intercessory team, I need you. You will click the link. I'm sure Pastor Stephanie will make the link available tonight. Pastor Stephanie, please make sure and put it on all the groups. Join that team of people. Yes, by the end of March, you'll be slim. Your bone will probably be sticking out. But trust me, you'll be better for it. Because God said to me, this year will look like the year of 2020. Please, this year will be like 2020. I don't know what is about to happen. But the people who prepared for three months in prayer in 2020, they were the most blessed in that year. So I don't know what God is making us prepare for. Remember the dream I told you I had? Where I saw the man that was stirring up war in the nations. And he said in the year, in the spirit realm, this year has been allocated for me to be the year of war. He says it's going to be the year of war. Go to war for the stars and the constellations have shown that it shall be the year for war. And he moved nations against nation. And I saw the flag of a nation, but I never told you the nation's flag I saw. I saw Yemen. And I saw great violence rising up from that nation. God gave me this dream, um, I think on the 26th or 27th of December. So I'm telling you people, this year is not like every other year. It is not in mere um, religiosity that I'm saying 90 day fast. There are things that I have seen, and I know that there's no way we can be sustained except in true worship. I remember I told you in the dream, the Lord said that the solution to this attack is going to be your worship. And I've taught you that worship is not a song. It is beyond a song. So I encourage every one of you, consecrate yourself. Give God the first quarter so that we may be prepared for what is coming. I was seeing on the news yesterday, they were talking about the vaccine and how they found out that in the vaccine, in the Pfizer and Modella vaccine also, they have seen, seen several um, traces and several whatever of DNAs inside the vaccine. Now, what they are researching is the effect and what these DNAs inside the vaccine, will, the effect it will have on people, how it's going to um, affect their immune system, how it's going to affect um, the, the quality of life that is being reproduced on the earth, how it's going to affect all sorts of things. I said this was the vaccine we were saying then, don't take. 
this was the thing that we were warning about so I just want to encourage you it says no sound I'm not sure but I just want to encourage you to stay prepared because the strength you will need to resist this year is going to come from prayer so stay in the spirit God bless you and I will see you later tonight bye